Good day to everyone listening and welcome to Women Arise, the place where we can talk freely about the challenges we face on a daily basis, whether that be in a workplace or at home. The challenges that we as women face um, when it comes to gender-based violence. This is a platform where we can talk freely and talk out and speak our truth. This is a safe platform with no judgment and with the purpose of saving someone's life or speaking life into someone. On today's topic, I want us to talk about purpose. When I was doing my research about this topic, I wanted to know and be able to break it down and make myself understand the various meanings of purpose. So when I googled it in the English translation, it said, Purpose is the reason of which something is done or created or for which exists. I'm going to read that again. This is the English version. It says, Purpose is the reason of which something is done or created or for which exists. Then I wanted to go into a deeper version of purpose. And I googled the, the biblical translation of purpose. So if you read the Bible on Proverbs chapter 20 verse 5, what it says, it says, All people are made in the image of God. Each of us are born with the purpose and a calling that we, di- that we can discover or completely miss. Okay, I'm going to read that again. So the biblical scripture, it says, All people are made in the image of God. Each of us are born with a purpose and calling that we can discover or completely miss. Now what that tells me, that tells me I am made in the image of God. Therefore, my life has a purpose. Therefore, there's a purpose why God created me. What we need to understand is nobody is just created. Nobody just landed on this, on this earth, on this planet. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why God created you. And until you find that reason, that is the only time that you will find your inner peace. That is the only time you will find rest because now you, will, you would have found your purpose. Some of us are going to be fortunate enough to find purpose. Some of us, unfortunately, will never get to experience or get to, to have that answer of why am I born? What is the purpose for my life? What does God want me to do? What did God create me? It is extremely important in life to find your purpose. Because once you find your purpose, you will find your happiness. You know, today I decided to talk talk about this um, um, topic specifically because I struggled to find my purpose in life. 
for a very long time, I was lost. I had no direction. I thought I knew, but I didn't because I didn't know what my purpose was. This bothered me for a very, very long time in my life because I wanted to know why am I on this planet? Why am I here? Why am I born? And I never had peace in my life. So today, I want to share my journey with you. My discovery that led me to find my voice and find my purpose. It has not been an easy journey. And I'm not sitting here telling you that finding your purpose is going to be an easy journey because it's not going to be an easy journey. You know, there's going to be times when you have to search very deep down in your soul to find the real you, to connect with the real you so that you connect with your soul and discover who you are. And in that process, there's going to be times when you're just going to break down because the truth and the reality of who you, who you are will hit you so hard that you will reflect on your life. But this is something that needs to be done in order to find your purpose. So again, if you've just joined us, today we're talking about purpose. We're talking about finding your purpose. We're talking about finding the reason behind you being born, behind why you exist. I'm going to take you through my journey, like I said. This journey of mine goes back when I was still in my 20s, when I lost my direction. I am one of those girls that got married at a very young age. And in that marriage, everything was perfect. You know, I thought for, for myself, this is where I need to be. Um, I thought I was done. I thought this is it, you know. This is where it ends. This is the rest of my life. I'm going to be in this marriage happily ever after. That's what I thought. Little did I know what life had in store for me. What God wanted for my life. In the marriage, you know, I, my ex-husband and I, we were fortunate enough because we got to travel, we got to experience the world, we got to see things, you know, it was a nice experience. We were both still very young, so we were both still experiencing life. Couple of years into the marriage, everything was fine. We were then blessed with a child, our first child together. It was happiness. It was bliss. Everything was perfect. Everything was going to plan, you know. Um, I had no worries. And life happened, you know. We had our second child. This is now a couple of years into the marriage. And while all this was happening, we were still traveling 
simply because of the type of work that he was doing. Um, it requires us to travel. So when we had our second child, the traveling became an issue. Um, it wasn't as easy to travel because of, the, because of two small children. Um, at times we would have to catch international flights and we'd be jet lagged and we have all these bags and the children. It was just a, it was not a nice experience. So we both made a decision that it is best for myself to stay at home and rather implement a routine for the children to go to school, which made sense then. So that was all fine. Um, he had to continue to travel because that was our source of income, only source of income. That is when things turned for the worst for me. Um, because during that, during his travelings, I was stuck at home by myself. Um, I was stuck at home with the children. And being a young mom, I was faced with a lot of challenges, a lot of insecurities, a lot of doubts, you know. Um, and with my ex-husband now not at home, his life was continuing. He was carrying on living his dream life, what he wanted to do, and which led to other things, of course. Um, you know, he, he started drinking, so there was alcohol involved, there was parties involved, there was just a whole of other things that were now involved in the marriage which caused a lot of friction between the two of us. So that we were arguing a lot more, we were fighting a, a lot more um, because now our goals and our dreams were not aligned um, with the vision that we initially planned. And I was completely crushed because I, when I got into this marriage, I completely forgot who I was. For years in this marriage, I lived in this little bubble that I thought this is my little world of perfect. And now when that perfect was no longer perfect, I was left to scramble to find that perfect again, which no longer was there. So with us fighting and constantly fighting all the time, there was a friction in the marriage. Um, he no longer saw me the way he used to see me. Um, that is when the verbal abuse started. So he started verbally abusing me, um, calling me all sorts of names. I felt stupid. I felt like I was insane. I felt belittled. I, I felt like nothing. I was nothing then because of the verbal abuse. Now what you need to understand is when somebody starts verbal, uh, verbally abusing you, there's a very good chance that it's going to lead to physical abuse. Because in my experience, my verbal abuse led to physical abuse. And when the physical abuse started in my life, 
it started let's it started very small it started with one clap so the one time we were having an argument and he lifted his hand and he clapped me that came as a huge shock but also you know abusers have got a system and or a pattern because the very next day they are so apologetic and so sorry and they are the sweetest people in the entire universe those are tricks of an abusive person and this will continue what you need to understand is when a man or when somebody hits you whether that's a male figure or a female figure but when somebody lifts their hand at you and they hit you if you are in a relationship with that person and you allow it and you stay that behavior is not going to stop because what you have now done is you have given this person an indirect message by you staying and that message is even if you hit me i will stay and that message is it is okay for you to hit me i am now giving you permission to hit me therefore i am staying for you to hit me that is the message that you giving to the abuser indirectly you don't have to say it but by you staying in that situation the minute he puts his hands on you that is the message that you're passing on because in my view love doesn't hit love doesn't hurt love does love doesn't you don't hit another person you don't abuse another person more especially the person that you love i now today understand that back then when i was in that situation i didn't i did not understand it i took it because i didn't understand it and this continued so the one clap then escalated to another clap so it was two claps and then it escalated to a fist and then it escalates and it escalates and it escalates so it escalated in my situation that it got so bad um at times i was hospitalized because of the abuse that i endured from this marriage and i still stayed because i wasn't ready to 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 leave You see if you're going to leave an abusive relationship you need to make that decision. It has to come from you. I had people. I had family members. I had friends that cared for me. I was surrounded by people that loved me. And they did tell me to leave. They did advise me to leave. I had friends that stayed up the whole night with me coming up with an exit plan for me to leave this marriage. But yet I did not because I wasn't ready to make that move. I remember at times I used to make 
plan these exit plans with with my friends or family members and I would literally pack my bags because I heard somebody say yes you must leave and I would literally pack my bags and leave but within a week I would be back at that house because psychologically and emotionally I wasn't ready to make that move you need to be ready you need to be ready to leave that relationship it has to come from within that is why now today you can talk to an abuse a woman who's in an abusive uh, relationship until you are blue in the face because that is a that is an internal decision that they need to make for themselves how did I make the decision to leave? So the one time after enduring this um, abusive relationship, going in and out of hospital, being bruised, going to work with bruises, everybody knew it was out in the open that I am an abused woman. I had no self-esteem, I had no confidence, I had completely lost it. I was just living, but I had no reason to live. So the one time I had a dream, and in the dream, I saw a version of me in the dream. But there was a funeral that was happening at my mother's house. And I saw the coffin coming in. And I saw my mother in the corner who was shattered. She was broken. She was in tears. And I saw my children and I looked at their faces and they were in disbelief. They were lost. They had no idea what was going on. And I remember walking closer to this coffin. It was an open coffin and there were people in the room and they were all dressed in black. And I walked closer to the coffin and I looked inside the coffin and I saw my body in the coffin. And I said, but I am not dead. Why are you people having a funeral? I'm, I'm very much alive. And a voice said to me in that moment while I was still trying to figure out why are they burying me? I'm, I'm alive. Why, why are you having my funeral when I'm, when I'm alive? And a voice said to me, no, you're not alive. You're dead. And that shook me. Because at that point in my life, I was completely dead. I realized two things. I realized if, I'm not, if I do not get out of this situation, I'm going to get out or by the time I get out, I'm going to come out in a coffin. Secondly, I did not want my face to be on national TV, to be seen by the entire world of a, another number that suffered from gender-based violence. Because people will watch you, they will see you, they will emphasize, they will have empathy for your family, they'll feel sorry for you, and that's where it ends. The justice system does not do anything to protect us as women. So even if you do go and lay a charge, they sit there and they laugh at you. 
because that that was my case that was my story and i'm sure a lot of people also wonder why didn't you go and open a, and open a case and for domestic violence i did i was laughed at so i didn't want to be on tv i didn't want to be on national tv i made that decision to leave i made a decision to leave my abuser because i knew if i do not leave him i'm going to end up dead now this time things were much different i was the one that was doing an exit plan i was the one that was planning on how i'm going to go about getting myself out of the situation it was no longer a we with a friend or with a family member it was a lo- it was now an i because i was done i had had enough abuse i had suffered enough abuse so now at this point it was i need to get out i need to save myself i did i got out i got out of that situation and i had nothing i literally got out and i walked out of that comfort literally with a toothbrush and a single blanket but at that time in that moment nothing matters more than my peace of mind in that moment nothing matters than redefining and finding myself again i hated the person i saw in the mirror every morning because i couldn't identify with the woman that i saw staring back at me i felt that i had embarrassed and disgraced this woman so much that i couldn't look at her in the mirror i had to work on myself i did a lot of soul searching trying to find and build myself um i went through counsels counseling to try and redefine my purpose and find my purpose it is possible it is very possible you can do it if you are somebody that is sitting and listening to my story and you thinking you cannot do it you can do it because if you are living with somebody that is hitting you and he apologizes the next day that isn't love that isn't normal that is not what normal people do you are in a dysfunctional home and you need to get out and you need to get out today because if you do not get out you are going to die and you are going to come out in a coffin so you need to make that decision and you need to make that decision now before it's too late how many other women did not get to my story to my ending there's so many other women who were cheated and they didn't get to tell their stories i'm one of the fortunates that can stand and still can say that i got out of a an abusive relationship and i am still standing 
you need to get out you need to start planning your exit plan and it is possible because like i said love does not hurt so how i did this i i i went for how i found my purpose i went for counseling i did a lot of soul searching um i cut everyone that was not meant to be in my direction i knew that now i am moving into a different dimension of my life and you know what there's people in your life that come in your life for a certain season and once that season is done you need to let those people go because they cannot come with you to the next season they are not ordained to be in your next dimension and if you persist to take these people with you to your next dimension they're going to delay your process so you need to let these people go people come into our lives for a season and and that season when it is done you need to let them go and you need to take your next step these people that are always going to be there because they are ordained to be there through thick and thin with you but these people that are only going to be there for a short period of time do not hang on to these people because their season is up do not hang on to this season because this to these people because these people are going to block your blessings the lord cannot bless you if you're holding on to these things you need to let them go so that you can move on to the next dimension of your life right now you're sitting in a, in a marriage or in 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 a relationship and you're probably thinking if i leave this man what am i going to do oh lord i have no job i have no money i have no qualification you cannot move to your next dimension if you do not leave you need to make that decision to leave you need to make that decision to leave now because the minute you stay the longer you stay the more depressed you become the longer you stay the longer it's going to be difficult for you to leave so i urge you to leave so i urge you to make that move so i urge you to start packing your bags i urge you to start getting people that will help you start speaking to people start telling your story expose him why are you hiding him why are you hiding him expose him start talking your truth start speaking your truth he doesn't deserve you to he doesn't deserve the secret that you are carrying in your heart you're the one that's dying expose him you know when i left i knew that there's people that i had to leave behind i knew that there's things that i now need to leave behind because my life now was moving into the different dimension a different dimension where i needed to connect with my savior where i needed to connect with the person that brought me on this earth and the person that knows my purpose so i needed to connect with my god my connector and the bible says on Psalm 37 verse 23 and I'm going to read it quickly 
And it says the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his ways. So this is the verse that carried me through my purpose and finding my purpose. This is the verse that is still carrying me through to find my purpose, to find where I need to go. Because once you are in alignment with God, he will then ordain your steps. He will then give you the directions of, that you need for your life. You know, the, it says, my steps are ordained. Therefore, my steps are in alignment with him. My steps are in alignment with God. They are ordained. So whenever I step, God has already stepped because they are ordained. He's already in front. So therefore, if you have God already in front, you cannot go wrong. Because he ordains you, he keeps you still, he talks to you. He tells you when to move. He tells you when to stop. He tells you who needs to come and who needs to, come and who needs to go. Therefore, you will have a direction. Once you have a direction, you will find your purpose. So, what I'm saying is, in order to find your purpose, you need to connect with yourself and you need to connect with your savior. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I did all of this perfectly because there is no such thing as perfect. I would be lying. I stumbled my way through. I connected. I had to learn to love myself again. I had to learn to appreciate myself again. I had to learn to value myself again. You know, I had to learn to stop being a people's pleaser. I had to learn all these things. And sometimes in life, you really need to be selfish in order to be selfless. I had to be selfish for so many things and to so many people in order for me, for my steps to be ordained by the Lord and for me to find my purpose and find my direction. I had to be selfish. So today I'm going to give you some homework. If you are the girl that I just spoke about, who's me? This happened to me many years ago and I have dealt with it. I have made peace with it. It has made me to be the person that I am today. But if you are in that situation, I urge you to come out. I urge you to get help. I urge you to start speaking. I urge you to do something. It is not normal. There is nothing normal about your situation. There is nothing normal about not having a peace of mind. There is nothing normal about that situation. You need to get out. You need to start planning your exit. I'm going to leave some contact numbers on my Facebook page where you can either connect with me or you can either connect with all the other people that I've listed on the page. Those are the people that will help you. Those are the people that will help you get out of that situation. And before I leave today, I just want to say 
a prayer for anybody that needs it. I need to just say a prayer for you so that God can intervene in your situation and God can help you with that situation and get you out of that situation. So if you may close your eyes, whoever you are that is needing this prayer, and just raise your hand and pray with me. And let's ask God to take part in your situation. Heavenly Father, God of all gods, the Spirit of the living God, I come before you with my hands raised. And today I want to pray for anybody that is listening to this podcast. I want to pray for all the victims, Lord, that are suffering in silence and they don't know where to turn to. I pray for healing in their hearts. I pray for restoration. I pray for a new direction. I pray that you will show them where to go. I pray that you will lead them into the right direction. God, give them the clarity. Give them the peace that they need in their hearts. Give them the clarity to make good decisions. Lord, you created us in your image and you breathed life into us. I know that you want us to be happy. I know that you want us to be free. So today, Lord, I ask you and I plead you to intervene in everyone's situation, to take place in everyone's situation that is dealing with any form of abuse, any form of physical or mental abuse. Lord, I trust you with my life. I know that whenever I call your name, you come and you intervene. And I trust you. And I know that this will be done. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. So next week, we are talking to a lady who is a business lady, also suffered from gender-based violence um, and has a powerful testimony to share with us. So the topic for next week, it's called grace because it is through the grace that she is able to stand and come and tell her testimony. Please do stay tuned. I will be posting all the details on all our social media platforms. I look forward to interacting with everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me and may God bless you. Amen. Hi, everyone who's listening, and welcome to our next episode of Women Arise. My name is Nikki, and on this platform, we talk about everything that woman girls goes through on a daily basis 
whether that is a good thing or whether that is a bad thing and today I specifically specifically wanted to talk about um, relationships or friendships because I want to make you understand that the people that are around you or the circle around you is not all for you there's people in life that you call acquaintance those are the people that you know but those people are not your ride and die you know them but they will not be there when you need them they're there for the fun but they're not gonna be there when you cry so your acquaintance and your real ride and die are very similar you need to be very smart in order to differentiate between your ride and die and your acquaintance because sometimes your acquaintance they look like your ride and die but they actually not so I just wanted to say today that in life you need to be very careful because not everybody is gonna be for you the Bible says not everybody is gonna say Lord 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 I'm for you same principle as applies to us not everybody is for you not everybody that you phone is for you and not everybody that you talk to or socialize with is for you because some people they enter our lives for their own reasons and those reasons are known to them and these people are very dangerous because you would think that they are walking in the same path as you but they are actually not walking in the same path as you they've got their own agenda they're pushing their own agenda so like I said, they look like you're right and die, but they are actually not. So you must just be very careful when you choose the people that come into your circle. Because not everybody that comes into, the, into your circle have got good intentions. Some people come into your circle just to see what you are up to with your life. Some people come into your circle because there's a saying that says, keep your enemies closer. So the other people that comes into your life, they want to keep you closer because they are seeing you as the enemy. So they would be so close to you that you would sometimes mistake them as your ride and die but they're not your ride and die they are the you are the enemy so they are keeping you close so i think a lot of people in life they fail to understand who is for me and who is not for me and you get very disappointed when you thought the people that are for you are actually not for you so please i'm gonna leave you with one thing guard your heart 
a, a smaller circle is always bigger is always better than a bigger circle because with a smaller circle you can easily identify who's for you and who's pretending to be for you thank you guys don't forget that we are going to be talking about grace um on friday that that um podcast is going to be released on friday and the topic of that podcast is grace have a lovely evening morning whenever you're listening to this podcast i wish you a lovely day thank you bye bye